So it's like just being a little bit more human can go a long way, especially when you're new or feeling that imposter syndrome. It's going to help the right people find you because now more than ever, like 60 to 80% of the sales cycle is done before that first conversation because you can check people out online, right? I will be 80% bought in on you before I actually reach out because if your social is good, I've gotten a feel for you. So that's where it's really important to have those connection points and not just be like another person explaining what a mortgage is. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. Today's show, I have Mallory Rowan. Mallory is a serial entrepreneur and has a fantastic business using social media. 37,000 followers on TikTok and 115,000 on Instagram and helps people build their social media up. Before we jump into this episode, I want to give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application, document collection, submission platform designed specifically for Canadian borrowers. It's very easy to use for the borrower. And once they finish the application, they automatically get sent a list of the documents they need and a portal to upload them. We've found that more and more clients are actually uploading the documents right after submission because they're looking at them when they're filling out the app. If you want to use a system that is awesome for borrowers as well as brokers, check out lendescom slash Finmo and check out this conversation with Mallory. Hey, Mallory, welcome back. So today we want to talk about how to find your authentic voice. And so everybody says you need to be authentic and authenticity rules even over perfectly produced content. Yeah. What are your, is your advice for somebody who's like, I don't even know what my voice is for that kind of person. And then somebody else who maybe is more clear, like how do they get that fine tuned? Yeah, it comes down to like what we often do is we see somebody else that we think is doing it well, and then we try to emulate that. And often there's a disconnect because they're maybe leaning into the things that work really well for them and might not work well for you. So for me, it's always looking at other people and saying like, what's the root lesson I could find there? So for example, if there's a mortgage broker that's really funny and they're making a lot of like entertainment content You can look at that and not necessarily go, oh, I'm going to make funny content, but go, okay, I'm not a funny person. But the thing I can lean into is that I'm a data nerd. So I'm going to go full hard on like, okay, I'm going to be a numbers person, right? So finding that root thing of like, what are they leaning into and why does that work for them? I think that's really important. I think leaning into your own experience and story in these industries can be really helpful too. So you are always going to be competing against somebody that's way more experienced than you in general in these spaces. Some people have been doing it for 50 years. So instead of, you know, ending up with that imposter syndrome of like, well, I'm not as good as them. Think about what are the different things you can connect with them. Maybe you recently purchased your first home. And so that actually feels really relatable for people. So you can speak more to your own experience or, you know, you recently purchased a new build and that's where you want to specialize. So really looking at how can you bring in your story into it is going to make you more confident in how you show up to. Right. So if you tie in your personal experience, so is it okay to copy people to, you know, one of the things I remember it was Benjamin Franklin said to become a master, copy a master. And so he would actually take somebody else's writing and he would copy it and then he would try to improve it or change it. So it wasn't like he was just, he was initially doing the copy. Then it was like, okay, this person was an amazing writer. So you think that's a good strategy for people who are trying to find their authentic voice and they're like, I resonate with this person. I can copy or modify. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's like such a weird fine line in this social media space. But I think if you're really looking at it, like you said, and saying like, okay, how would I make my version of that? An example being, I did a post about like five books that helped me hit a million dollar net worth. 
somebody else took that who was a real estate investor and they were like five books that helped me on my real estate investing journey, right? And they maybe did the visuals a little bit differently. You're always going to have to tweak little components, not just to be different, but because mine worked really well because of who I am and the voiceover video combo I did. Whereas for somebody else, they could take that idea and be like, well, I'm going to do a list on screen because that works really well. well. I'm going to do three books because it's like, you know, yeah. less. I'm just kidding. You know, like, so. Exactly. But, yeah. But the thing is, you're, you got inspired by that. You didn't just copy the books and like, that was too weird. So exactly. you just basically, you're copying the how, not the what, right? Exactly. Exactly. So the what is like very specific, but you're like, no, I'm going to how they did it. I'm going to just do my own version of it. Yeah. Um, Okay, so what if somebody struggles with even just turning on the camera and doing it? Like, what's your advice to somebody who's like, I know I need to do it. Everybody talks about it, but I just feel self-conscious or insert whatever that is. And what would be your advice for getting over it? I would say ease into it. So stories is a great place to get comfortable on camera because it's only 24 hours. It's kind of set up as a more natural, raw place, right? Nobody's expecting curated content. Produced, yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot easier for me, actually. Like I also say play with holding the phone versus putting it down. Sometimes it's just the fact that you're like, this feels so weird that if you just set it down and hit record, you'll realize, oh, I'm talking a lot more natural now because I can use my hands or I feel like there's a person. So really just play with stuff. I would say stories is a great place to do that. And then in terms of things like video, I know editing can get really overwhelming. So like keep your video simple, like set down and be like, here's my three tips. And that's your video versus trying to do these crazy transitions that might yeah, like cuts like, and everything and b-roll and, and everything that gets like it can get very complex exactly so, and then you end up not doing it because it gets too challenging one of the things that i've seen some people do to really help their videos with mortgage brokers in particular is that starting to use a program called loom so loom is like a usually yeah. like a desktop recording and so the client will send a question about something so it's like hey i don't understand what you're asking for in this document and so they open up the screen they show them the document. There's a little video in the corner and then they just talk. And I can explain to you with my words much quicker than I can type an email. But what yeah. happens is you get so much more comfortable with video that eventually it's like, it doesn't feel like anything. So a yeah. nice yeah. first transition is to start using video, even in just regular communication and yeah. not in like for everybody, but just the one person. I'm sending this video to one person because it's quicker for me to say something in 60 seconds or 30 seconds than to think about the grammar and tonality of an email that I have to send and the other thing that I found is think you're talking to one person. Like too often when people write email, even newsletters, they, when you write to everybody, nobody listens. So yeah. what's your advice for somebody who needs to think about more of the one person versus the group? Because that becomes usually a bit more messy with their head. Yeah, I think go back to your clients and look at like, who did I really love working with? And then what kind of qualities can I pull out about that person? And I love to have specific people in mind. Like when I launch for myself and like certain product, I have like real people in my head of like, this is for this person and this person. And I think that's really helpful, especially if you're in a space where you fall into like taking the clients you don't love, like really paint that picture of, okay, I know that Susie is like my star client. I had so much fun with her perfect perfect file had a great time you know would this post resonate with Susie or am I totally how would I send something that Susie would be like oh it would connect with her exactly right? yeah when I've done email so like to our email list I'll think of one it's funny in email I do this naturally because I've been doing email marketing social media is still something to be honest I'm still very novice at but in email I would actually write the person's name and I'd be like, hey, Bob, and I would picture yeah. Bob. And then I'd write, this email could be going to 7,000 mortgage brokers. And I'm literally yeah, writing, you know, just to Bob. But when I do social media, I forget that I'm talking to Bob. I think I'm talking to Bob. And you just remind me, that's what you have to do. You have to just talk to one person. You're the only one person watching it at the time. 
it would feel weird if you're talking at a group of people when you're supposed to be talking to one person. So that's a good reminder of that. Any other kind of last tips on helping people find their true voice and figure out like, okay, you know, this is who I am and it's not me and overcoming imposter syndrome as you touched on briefly earlier already. Yeah, I think like give yourself that space to evolve with your clients. Like maybe you want to specialize in investor clients, but right now that's like really unknown territory to you. Like you can evolve with your brand. You can say, okay, I'm really specializing in these first time home buyers. And then I'm moving into this, like buy your second property as an investment. And you can speak to these topics and kind of grow as you learn them versus pretending, you know, everything about that topic. And I think really just leaning into your weird, like people tend to think, oh, I shouldn't talk about certain things. Like maybe they still love Pokemon, but it's like, that might actually be the thing that people connect with you on. And it doesn't even mean like, cause they love Pokemon too. It might be like, oh, I also have this like thing from my childhood that I love. And I love that they've held on to that. Right. So it's like just being a little bit more human can go a long way, especially when you're new or feeling that imposter syndrome, it's going to help the right people find you because now more than ever, like 60 to 80% of the sales cycle is done before that first conversation, because you can check people out online. Right. I will be 80% bought in on you before I actually reach out because if your social is good, I've got a feel for you. So that's where it's really important to have those connection points and not just be like another person explaining what a mortgage is. Right. You know, I remember this guy, he had a couple hundred thousand followers on TikTok because he got on there early and got the organic reach. And he said to me that he has basically five different avatars. And when he creates a video, he thinks of it's Bob, it's Sally. And he's like, I don't care if the video is for the first time buyer avatar. I don't care if the investor skips it because it's not for them. Yeah. And so it's like, it's okay to actually have more than one avatar, but just speak to one at a time. Again, back to, you can't talk to tons of people at once. You got to make it specific. So for yourself, your own account and for your partner's account, give me some examples of things that have worked really well with this whole idea. So I like specifics. I think showing the personal side in stories is really big because if you do too much in feed, it does get confusing of like, is this person also a personal trainer? Let's say you go to the gym a lot, like it can get confusing with the message. So use stories to lean into the personal side. For us, obviously lifting, powerlifting was both one of them. My partner now is training to do a half Ironman. So he's been sharing about like running, swimming, biking, and that's actually connected him with so many sub communities. So definitely the health and fitness side, even things like your values. Like I nephews this morning, we went across the city to like drop them at school to help my sister. It's like showing stories of those kind of things. People are like, also like, oh, I love anti-life or they just see that I'm a very family oriented person. So those small actions in your day-to-day life can really actually tell people more about you and your values as a person. Right. That's really, really good. So thanks again for chatting with me about finding your authentic voice. And as you say, like, like it's more important to be authentic. People want somebody who's real than somebody who's perfect, right? I've heard this quote before, and I think that's yeah. a fantastic way to think about social media. If somebody's listening to this, and like, I'd like to find out more about how you can help them, where would they go to see that? Yeah, my website is malagrown.com. You can go slash free workshop for a social media strategy there. And then Instagram and TikTok at Rowan. You can definitely slide into my DMs on Instagram too. Let me know you heard the episode and I'm happy to chat. Right. And in our next episode, we're just going to dive into some more tips, specific tips and tactics on getting the most out of social media. So make sure you check that one out as well. 
Hey, thanks again for listening to that conversation with Mallory. Hopefully you picked up a couple ideas for your mortgage business. If you are looking for more content that can help you in your mortgage business, go to ilovemortgagebrokering.com. We have a free power search tool where you can literally keyword search every episode that we've done. I think just more than 500 of them now and jump right to the spot where we talk about any of these topics that you want to talk about, whether it's social media, whether it's AI, and you can listen to those and learn and do research for your mortgage business. Check it out. And thanks again for listening to this episode. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.